0: Good morning. Welcome to Total Fitness Podcast. I'm Walter Young. I
1: am Matthew Smith.
0: Today we're going to be talking about diet, uh, going back to the kind of programming we'd originally planned before all hell broke loose. Uh, And uh, what exactly is a diet? What is the purpose of a diet? Uh, This may seem a little weird. I was thinking about it earlier this morning uh, to talk about diet at a time like this. But I can guarantee you that eight weeks down the road, somebody's going to come up with the diet that they lost weight on while they were in isolation yeah. uh, and try to sell that. I mean, people are going to monetize whatever they can. Um, but I think that uh, diet is about being healthy. That is about that which works. And it also depends on what your goals are.
1: Right. You want to take? Yeah. So when you hear the word diet, people kind of shy away from it. Uh, There's a lot of stigma around it. Diet isn't necessarily losing weight, trying to lose uh, fat. I, I use diet in terms of trying to gain muscle, trying to live healthier. So when I use the word diet, I'm talking about how do I eat healthier towards my goal. And that can either be losing weight, it can be gaining weight, it can be maintaining weight. But overall, when I say diet, my main goal is to eat healthy, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of stigmas around that because you hear diet and people think of fad diets, they think of all the bad dieting routines that they've had, like juice cleanses or snake diet or keto diet or whatever. So they, they associate that word with something that may not necessarily be good to them or good for them or they didn't have success with. Um, whereas when I say diet, I'm uh, associating with overall health as well as will it help me reach my goal? Right. So that's my definition. Okay. Um, in your terms, what is the best diet? As we said
0: earlier, I think it's the one that you stick to. Yeah. It's analyzing what your goals are and, uh, uh, that which helps you to achieve those goals. All uh, right. That it be changeable, but when it really comes down to it, I, I think, uh, diet is, that which that nutritional plan that helps you achieve maximum weight body fat percentage and then maintain that right? Uh, without the concept of losing something, because I think every other diet diet has the uh, the connotation of you got to take something away. Something right. will be gone. Either there's going to be no carbs, or there's going to be no protein, or there's going to be no fat, or there's going to be no enjoyment. Um, Yes, and and that's where people lose
1: because you can't maintain something that is Not pleasurable Exactly. Um, I I 100% agree with that. And you know when when I've told people that I'm dieting before They always are like, oh, you seem like you're always dieting. I'm like, well in a sense Yeah, I am because I'm always trying to reach a certain goal I'm always trying to live a bit healthier and be the best version of myself. I can be right Now, does that mean I never have a brownie? Does that mean I never have a pizza? Absolutely not. Like, even when I'm trying to lose weight, I still allow myself some enjoyment once in a while. Uh, It's just maybe less of it. Um, But, yeah, I think when you hear diet, people just assume it's all about the salads. It's all about the lean chicken breast and white fish. And or even better yet, it's intermittent fasting where you have no breakfast and you start eating at 2 p.m. on a day and then you eat whatever you want until 8 p.m. And you can feel good about yourself that way. And I think, you know, the whole point of a diet is to feel better about yourself, to feel good, to feel healthy and to be healthy, right? With, with the ideas going around now, I think people have skewed that into, I just want to lose weight. I just want the fastest way possible of being able to lose weight. It's not even about trying to be healthy with it now. I mean, how healthy is drinking juice for five days straight, right? It's. Depending on the
0: propaganda type documentary that you have watched, it can be the most healthy thing to do.
1: Exactly right. There are all and, kinds. Of- well, this is it. the The problem, the problem is with these the type of diets where it's like juice cleanses or uh, you know ju- uh, the snake diet, keto diet. People don't do enough research, and they don't look into what could be the best for them, and they don't look into if it will actually work for them either in terms of their goal, right? Keto isn't actually a bad diet. I would say 99% of people, though, don't do it properly, right? I've seen people, I've had clients even tell me, they're like, well, I do keto. I'm like, great, that's awesome. So you're not doing many, you know, when I say keto, I'm talking like under 40 grams of carbs a day or something like that, right? So not like a full true keto diet, but, you know, under 40, 50 grams of carbs. And I'll have clients that will say to me, yeah, I put some, I'll have my coffee in the morning uh, with some butter, a little bit of butter in my coffee, and then I'll also have some bacon for breakfast. I'll have uh, four whole eggs. And I'm like, hold on a second. You're putting butter in your coffee, you're having bacon, and you're having four whole eggs, but you're not losing weight. You feel pretty shitty all the time, and your heart rate's going a lot faster. Hmm, I wonder why, right? Yeah. So it's just interesting to see the lack of research that people are willing to do before they just jump into this bandwagon of this guy lost 30 pounds doing this diet and it only took him five, six weeks. I got to do that, right? Whereas, again, it's not as, as much as you want your goal to come as fast as possible. It's not about that. It's about being steady, being consistent with it, so you can maintain that over time, right? I think, too,
0: that there's also the... Uh, the concept of working with your metabolism at the same time. And uh and that brings exercise into the diet uh equation because uh I've certainly run into more than enough people who want to lose weight and are willing to give up muscle tissue as yeah. part of that weight loss. They're not thinking about the long term effect of what that's gonna do for their body or anything like that. And it's yeah. just a matter of I must lose pounds on the scale in order to be happy. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately that's going to fail as well.
1: Well, I think you brought up a really good point there. It's not even about it. People just want the pounds on the scale, mm-hmm. right? They, I, I've had clients that have come to me being like, I need to lose 10 pounds in four weeks. I'm like, right, but wouldn't you want to look a certain way instead? Like why does that number matter to you? And I think people associate so much of their self-worth when it comes to fitness with how much they weigh nowadays. That they kind of lose sight of the fact it's not about how much you weigh, it's how you feel, it's how you actually look, it's all those things that you know you started wanting at first that you've pushed to the side to try to get the fast result that trainer A or celebrity A did, right? Yeah. Um, And that's where we get into the next topic, which is those fad diets and you know all these diet programs out there that are basically claiming to be the next best thing. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, they all work.
0: That's the problem. That is the problem. Initially, they all work. They all shock your body into losing weight for whatever reason, usually because, A, you've removed a large component of of your uh, nutritional plan, whether it be the carbs or the protein or whatever, Um, but also because you still have to go into measurement at that point. And most people don't want to measure their food. They don't want to look at this is a cup of rice. They just want to eyeball it and go, well, that looks like it could be a rounded cup. It's every yeah, you know, um, but the fad diets allow them to go into that mode for a brief period of time and they see results, Yeah, but they can't maintain it. That's the problem. So many of my clients have gone keto, as you said, keto ish, um, and uh, but they're still having you know I cheated and had a pizza on Saturday night or I had French fries on whatever I had. their constant cheat factor in built into it. Yeah, they're not supposed to be there, uh, and they still see results, but they can't maintain. And because they can't maintain, the results go away. And then they think, well, what do I have to do now? I have to
1: get on the, the uh, treadmill for an hour a day. Yeah, it's that up and down roller coaster effect, right? You yeah. you start your diet, you're going up, and then you cheat, and then it stalls, and you're like, it must be it must be the diet that's not working. I need to drop my calories even more now. When in reality, you're probably still eating way too many calories, or you're not training hard enough, or there's something going on. Enough calories. Yeah, yeah, and people people are shocked when I tell them that. You know, I say you're not eating enough, and they're like, what? I eat 1200 calories a day that's that's more than enough i need to be eating less if i'm not losing weight i'm like how do you think metabolism works right and you brought up a great point too you know fad diets work at the very beginning and a lot of people don't realize why this is but let's say we're doing a ketosis diet what is the main part of ketosis is you're taking out carbohydrates right? Let's say you eat a normal amount of carbs a day. Let's say you eat around 200, 300 grams of carbs a day. You take out those carbs from your body. What is going to happen to the glycogen in your muscle, right? It's going to deplete. So you, it will look like you've lost weight when in reality it's really just water because your muscle isn't holding on to as much water. But then when your body starts to level out five, six days, seven days later, You go back to that same weight and you're like, what the hell happens? Why isn't this working? And then you get mad at yourself. You get mad at the diet. You get mad at the person who gave you the diet. And I think a lot of people, have, you know, again, the lack of research or the lack of education, um, it really starts to show at that point because that's when people just give up on that diet and just let themselves fall to the wayside again. I think, too, you have to look at
0: the advertising that's involved with those diets. They all say things like lose X number of pounds in A short period of time. Yeah. Never say lose a larger amount of pounds over a longer period of time, because the longer period of time doesn't happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's got to be lose so much in four weeks, as you
1: won't make it to five weeks in five weeks (laughs) of diet. A hundred. Well, it's also like, would you rather have thirty pounds off in six weeks, or would you rather have thirty pounds off in a year? If you really. I'm, I'm working on gaining weight, not losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like this is it, right? If you come down to it, you and I both know if you're losing about more than a pound of body, uh, body weight a week, you're most likely losing a little bit of muscle there too, right? We know this. Um, and as many as people, you know, they just want to lose weight and look skinny. I think you should take into consideration that, yeah, you may not want as much muscle, but it's very important to have that muscle. Your basal metabolic rate will be higher, meaning you're allowed more food and you'll be healthier if you have more muscle mass on you versus fat, right? And people are just willing to go, fuck that. I'm going to go six weeks in, crazy hard on this diet, lose all this weight. But at that point, you hit that six-week mark and you're like, you're starving. You can barely even move because you're so tired. Your hormones are all fucked up because you're not eating any fats, all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, the diet's over. I hit my goal weight. Oh, where's that pizza? Oh, where's the cookies? And it's like, I'll just allow myself one cheat meal. And that cheat meal turns into a whole week of binging to you gaining all that weight back, to you hating yourself again, to you going into a depression for about three to four weeks to then start this whole process over again. To look for a new diet because that one didn't work. A hundred percent, right? Right. And I think it's called crash dieting, right? There's a... A lot of these diets, these diet fads, are basically just crash diets, right? You cut out a huge amount of food. You cut up a huge amount of nutrients from your diet, and obviously you're going to lose weight that way because you're not eating anything at first. But then your body adjusts to it because it's in starvation mode. So it starts either eating off the fat or it eats off the muscle. Once the fat's gone, the muscle starts coming. Well, that's, the thing is, the body doesn't know what the difference is. Exactly. So the body's going to take a little bit of that and a little bit of it. It's always going to take both. And then yeah. you're in
0: loss of muscle tissue and your metabolic
1: rate goes down and then the whole thing gets worse right yeah so i think that's the biggest issue with these fat diets is they're very very intense like again as shitty as it is and as fast as you want your results crash dieting these fad diets are not the way to go it's consistent change consistent results
0: i mean you know we talk about the plane analogy all the time
1: yeah exactly
0: The word crash attached to a plane is not a pleasant thing. So I do not want a diet that crashes. I want a diet that maintains altitude and keeps me going to what my goal is. Yeah, I think if you look at it that way, then you're going to keep working towards goal-oriented nutrition as opposed
1: to a diet just to lose weight. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, and I mean, a good example of this too, uh, going into that kind of crash dieting is uh is bodybuilders right let's talk a little bit about our type of diets because people look at bodybuilders and they're like oh my god you guys are eating so much uh so much food you're eating so clean you're and but then if we're in the offseason, and it's like how do you eat all that junk food like again people don't really realize what goes into a bodybuilder's diet like when i'm dieting for gaining weight again that word diet is not only for losing weight when i'm gaining weight it's I'm still on diet, I just take what I would cut on, or diet on, and lose weight on, and I just eat more of that, right? So I'm still eating healthy, I'm just eating more of it. So I'm eating more, cleaner foods, just a larger volume. However, because again, I'm not trying to lean out, I will allow myself once in a while to have a pizza, to have cookies, to have brownies, like once a week kind of thing, right? What's that, sorry? To have a pizza. A pizza. A pizza, yeah. Right. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So again, I find I'm the healthiest usually when I'm in the middle of a bulk, uh, not near the end. Cause again, that's just shoving food in your face and it's not good for your digestive, uh, digestive system. And again, this is bodybuilding. We know what, uh, our bodies can do and what they can handle. Um, and also I find it very healthy about the middle of a cup because, you know, my, my body's, firing well metabolism is working super well all that sort of stuff um so i think that's our experiences with diets the main thing with dieting and for bodybuilding though is let's say walter you're doing a show you diet for 12 weeks what happens at the end of that 12 weeks you're starving what are you going to do the second that show ends well go to a buffet place
0: and eat like a pig 100%. But the thing is, uh, the thing you have to do then is, is realize that, okay, that's an allowable cheat. Yeah. The show. Now, get back onto it and refeed. Start your diet back to normalizing it. Exactly. It and the mistake I made the first time, the first show, was saying, woohoo, I'm just going to eat everything. And yeah. A whole bunch of fat, not lean muscle. Um, which then was difficult to remove again when it came time to the next show. Um, what you have to do is have a plan in hand to say, okay, the show was last week. What is my diet this week? How much am I allowed? And rebuild
1: on what you, you used to eat going back to exactly. it. Cause I, and, this is, and it's perfect that you mentioned that because I think even – When people hear diet, they give it a timeline. Six weeks, that's my diet, then I can go back to normal eating. What is normal eating for you guys though, right? If you're dieting to try to reach your goal, you hit that goal, you still have to slowly come out of that to maintain that. You can't just go diet, drop your calories a ton, and then just the next day, go straight back to all that shitty eating you were doing because you will gain all that fat back, right? Um, And that's why when we say diet, it's a lifestyle. It's not. It's not a quick fix. It's not to lose weight. It's not to gain weight. It's to reach your goal. To be healthy. So you lose all that weight, and you start slowly, slowly gaining back. You add small calories back in, right? You're still technically on a diet, if you want to call it that. But you know, you're reversing. You're refeeding, and you're slowly getting back into things. That makes sense. I, mean, I the very fact that these
0: diets, bad diet diets again, are on that time frame that right away allows for that kind of mistake to happen. Exactly. Uh, I I really try to stay away from the word diet at all and just call it eating nutritionally. Um, if you consider the body as a machine to feed it properly, take into account what the, the basal metabolic rate is. Yeah. Or height, your size, your age, whatever, uh, without the. Um, life insurance possibilities attached to it I don't believe in that nonsense uh, then you have a plan to work from that will allow you this much will allow me to keep my weight normal this is how much I need to do if I want to gain and this is what I need to do if I want to lose a little bit 12, right. you're starting from that base weight.
1: dropping everything yeah and I think people just Just don't even do the research to find out. It's not too hard to find out your basal metabolic rate, to find out your BMR, your daily maintenance, right? There's tons of, they're not the most accurate things, but they're accurate enough that you can take that number, do that for a week. Are you maintaining your weight? Perfect. Then that means that's your actual maintenance. Are you gaining weight? Then it's a little too high calorie. Are you losing weight? Then it's a little too low. It's People aren't willing to put in the time to figure out how their bodies react to a certain way of their eating habit right so a week goes by and you know you lost weight then that's great does that mean you can add a bunch of food back in because you lost weight and you can reward yourself for that no you look at that diet and you continue doing it right um the other big issue with those is people are too like those diets they're too fast to drop Right, so just the last thing for these fad diets, but they're too fast to drop. So week one, let's say you're at 2,000 calories. Week two, you're at 1,500. Week three, you're at 1,200. Week four, you're at 1,000. Week five and six, you're at like 900. That is way too, way too quick of a drop. If you lost weight between 2,000, if you lost weight on 2,000 calories, why would you change that until you stopped losing weight? Keep it there, let your body react to that when it slows down that's when you drop a little bit then you drop a little bit when it slows down again right and i think people in i don't want to call out a certain group uh but coaches that mainly train bikini competitors have this idea in their head that they have to basically torture these girls they're like you have to suffer two hours on the treadmill or the stairmaster day plus you're only eating 900 calories because women's hormones and uh, nutrition works different than men's, apparently. Like, I some, I've I've seen and heard of some really bad coaches out there, right? And this notion now is to be a bikini competitor, that's what you have to do. And it's mind-boggling. If you're working
0: properly and you're eating properly, that should not be what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean bikini, they don't have to reach the level of body fat that we have to reach to get on stage. Mm. They want to have a softness to them, some softness to them, that we aren't supposed to have. We have to have that dry, brittle, skin-breaking uh look to us. Uh, and I I think that uh also being female, yes, their hormones do react differently. They cut out earlier. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they maintain enough uh Enough body fat to allow for hormones to
1: be maintained um, for for health. For exactly, and, it, and unfortunately, like I'll be the first to say it, uh, between you and I, at least, it's been said before. Bodybuilding is not healthy in the sense of competing. Bodybuilding as a lifestyle can be very healthy. Bodybuilding as a competition standpoint, those last four, uh, four, two to four weeks, they're not healthy, right? And that's it with women. You want to try to keep that diet going as long as you can to make sure they're functional and everything is firing properly, everything is working properly to the very last point. Then of course it will have to drop. It's just part of the sport. And same with men. Uh, We're lucky enough that usually, I mean between you and me, I think for me, I usually start getting that brain fog and that hormone dysfunction around uh, three weeks out or so, four weeks out maybe depending on how long I've been dieting for and how harsh of a cut I did. But again, it's it's bodybuilding, right? The average person is not going to have this problem. They're not going to have this problem if they are dieting properly just trying to hit a certain goal, right? And I think that's where a lot of people uh, screw up on that. So now that we talked about that, why don't we give a little insight into our daily diets? Right now? <laughs> But not, let's say, uh, let's say a normal non-quarantine diet. Okay.
0: Well, you know, unfortunately it does fall a lot into those, those uh, stereotypical uh, thoughts. Uh, a lot of lean chicken, a lot of white fish and a lot of uh, broccoli. I mean, that's yeah. the way Um uh, When I'm first starting off, I'll work more with stews and chilies and stuff like that. Because I am trying to go more towards plant-based. I don't want to do it entirely, but uh, uh, that sort of thing. Um, but again, it's a matter of macros, not calories. It's a matter of looking at, okay, what do I need in my body at any given time? Um, be what I'm doing right now. And uh, like right now, there's a lot of stress involved with, with what's going on. Um, so I am not eating as clean as I should be, right. um, but I'm, so, I have to say that I'm certainly learning how to deal with things like dried legumes that I never did before. Right. So I'm, 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 making those chilies and those stews and that sort of thing. Um, uh, I should, by rights, I think, be cutting my calories down a little bit. Because of the fact that my exercise level is down. Yeah, exactly, right. I'm walking and I'm working out at home. i bought extra kitty litter that I can use as weights. Nice. Um, but uh, uh, it still is not the kind of workout that my body's used to. And therefore, I'm not burning the way that I'm used
1: to. Exactly. Well, even the daily expenditure, right? I mean, my daily... Just without even adding in cardio, without even adding in my workout, my steps are daily around ten to 15,000 a day. Nowadays, it's at like 3,000. So, obviously, I'm not burning as many calories. So, yeah, you do have to drop a little bit if, you know, even gaining weight, even to gain weight, you still have to drop because you don't want the fat gain. You want the muscle gain, right? So, yeah, I'm in the… I'm in the same boat as what you first said. I'm I'm not trying to go plant-based like Walters, so I'm in the boat of the chicken rice, uh extra lean ground beef or very lean steaks, uh egg whites, eggs, you know, stuff like that, cream of rice. Uh I found a diet that works for me and it just happens to be very plain, but I very much enjoy it. Right? My diet has been the same for the past 5 years now. The only differences throughout the years are I either eat more or I eat less. The six to seven meals, depending if I'm bulking or cutting, uh, those meals will always be the same. It's just more or less of them. And once in a while, I'll change it up. You know, instead of having cream of rice for breakfast, if I'm bulking, I'll have a bagel instead. But it's all the same. And people always ask me, they're like, how do you do that every day? It's like, well, I've made it to the point where it's enjoyable. I can cook food well enough that it can actually taste good. Uh, and people are shocked by that, that, you know, you can make chicken taste good without any extra calories. Uh, so that's the way I've been doing it. Right. I eat six times a day at the moment and it's, you know, around 50 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbs and about 10 grams of fat per meal. Uh, so that's, that's what it is. It's, it works for me. My digestion is the best it's ever been at the moment. Uh, or like following this diet, it's the best it is and I'll allow myself one cheat meal a week, and it keeps me going. That's how I'm able to stay on diet, is because if I am craving something, I know I can just look forward to my cheat day. Again, I've made it to the point mentally where I'm able to do this. A lot of It took me time to actually be able to do that. A lot of people will have those ups and downs of binging and craving foods and really hating their diet. I've got it to the point where I've been through that, and I am able to stick to my diet and look forward to that sheet. And I know I worked hard, so it is allowable and I'm not going to feel guilty for it. Kind of thing. Right. Even during the last two weeks before show. 100%.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, I, let me say this. My last show. Yes. My first uh, three shows. Absolutely not. <laughs> it took me, it took me three shows before I actually was like, my coach would allow me a cheat meal two weeks out. And I was like, are you fucking nuts? I have a competition in two weeks and you want me to eat a hamburger and French fries right now. And like, in my mind, I don't understand the logic in that. I mean, I do understand the logic. You need to reset your metabolism. You'll gain a bit of weight for a day or two, but then you drop again. And I'm like, I understand that because my body is requiring this, but I also just don't agree with it because of like, this is like 14 weeks into a diet right now and I'm just going nuts and I just want this thing to be over and I want to be the leanest possible and all these things go through your head. Right. So,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I have to say that for me,
0: not right now, obviously, but, um, again, those, those, uh, building blocks of the diet, the chicken, the rice, the whatever, um, are pretty much the same for me. It's the same sort of thing. The, the difference for me is, is in condiment. So yeah. I will make four meals for a week and I will portion that out to, um, uh, the same quantities that you do, uh, for three of those meals. One gets lemon pepper. One gets uh, barbecue spice. One gets Mrs. Dash, whatever. So that each day has a different flavor. Right. Oh, it's the same ingredients, basically. So I'm not bored with the fact that I'm eating the same thing day after day after day. And then right. the other meals are either protein shakes or oatmeal or a bagel or cream of rice for breakfast, that sort of thing, which can be made um, à la minute rather than something that I make en masse and then freeze it and get it ready every
1: morning before I go right. to work. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, a lot of people don't like preparing food, and I think that's the biggest issue with a lot of failed diets, is people don't like the fact that they have to prepare food. They don't like the fact that they have to reheat it. A lot of people like eating food. They say it tastes dry. In that case, I'm like, well, you're not cooking your food properly. I in my food, yeah, obviously there's a little bit of a difference in taste, but my food pretty much tastes the same right off the stove as if it's been in the fridge for two days, right? It's not 100% the same but it still tastes great to the fact where I'm excited to eat it, right? Uh, So yeah, meal prepping is definitely an issue. People, I think, uh, overthink meal prepping. It doesn't have to be a hard thing to do, you know? If you only have two hours on any given Sunday or or like one night a week, you 100% can meal prep all your food, right? You just have to be strategic with it, right? Let's say you have two hours on a Monday night to prep your food for the entire week, That's when you make all your meats you you have the stove going you have the oven going for some other things uh i find the best way is because it tastes better to me too is just pan frying chicken pan frying steak pan frying ground beef it tastes better it's way faster than putting in the oven so i'll do that uh and then rice i will make either every other day first thing in the morning when i wake up i just put it on the stove or in a rice cooker and I'm in the shower while my rice is cooking. It's not wasting any extra time. Portion it out for two minutes, and bing, bam, boom! I have my whole meal for the week, right?
0: Yes. And I think
1: people aren't willing to people aren't willing to accept the fact that it is easier said than done in some cases. Like you can actually, or sorry, uh, some people aren't willing to accept that it is actually easy enough uh, to do, and as as much as you're saying it is, right? If I say it's easy to meal prep, it's pretty easy to meal prep. Sometimes it's monotonous, but I mean, 15 to 20 minutes, an hour out of your day or an hour over your week to reach your goal. Is that really that long? No, but we do live in a society that
0: says, you know, why waste time away from your family doing meal prep when I can bring you the stuff prepped and you can have more time with your family for love when in fact you're all on different devices, not even talking to each other. Exactly. Or uh, you know, you want to go on the keto diet? Well, now all these products will have—they're all keto-based—and will all help you with your thing. So there's a constant drive from uh, manufacturers yeah. to stay that way instead of doing it yourself. And I think I, there's also yeah. a certain of pleasure in cutting up the vegetables. Well,
1: I uh, see. This is where I have the problem with—is with to I think people need to start cooking for themselves. If you can cook for yourself, you can realize, you know, if you take time to actually measure out your food for a whole week, if you take time to actually cook for a whole week, you'll realize how bad you may have been eating before, right? The fact that I can pull up my phone right now, I can go on Uber Eats and order McDonald's to my door is kind of disgusting. Have I done it? 100% I've done it because it's easy and it's fast and I may have not wanted to cook someday. The fact that, you know, I shouldn't have been doing that and I had chicken in the fridge that would only take me 10, 15, 20 minutes to prepare and I could have had a clean, healthy meal instead, that says something about the laziness and the fact that was I really trying to achieve my goal at that point in time, right? So I think uh, people need to start cooking. People start need to start looking, or sorry, measuring their food. I think people just need to do that for one week. Only one week to realize maybe I'm not eating as well as I actually think I am. Uh, Aside from that, I
0: think that's... I mean, money is an important thing, too. You save a lot of money by buying the food and prepping it yourself as opposed to ordering it. Um, I have had clients who could afford to pay me because they stopped using Uber Eats. Yeah. You know, it's a simple thing. Um, And it... It was not. I mean, two hours a week. That is all it takes to prep your meals for the week, if you do it properly.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't take long to learn. Yeah, and this is the other thing too is, you understand where I'm coming from because you live this lifestyle of waking up at four, four thirty in the morning, sometimes working all the way till nine, not going to bed till about twelve, getting four hours of sleep maybe a night uh, including, you know, a two or three hour workout in there, still working eight clients, nine clients, 10 clients, plus programming, plus all that lack of sleep, right? We, we live very busy lives, not because we're in the gym all day. That's because we're able to work out, not because we're in the gym all day. That's because we're able to eat healthy. We plan and organize our life to make sure that our goal of being healthy, our goal of trying to gain muscle, our goal of trying to lose weight is usually our number one priority. And if you're telling me that having to wake up 30 minutes earlier so you can get a meal in, or having to stay out 30 minutes later so you can, can cook your food for a week, is too hard and too much for you, I call bullshit on that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, by average, all means, average client. But I think it's it's a it's unnecessary. A Call. It's, yeah, it's the harsh, it's the harsh truth sometimes, right? But I try to help people up the best I can in terms of planning the day around how they're living now. But there are times where, you know, drastic changes or drastic goals require drastic changes sometimes, right? And I think, I think people just lose sight of that.
0: Look at where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. Drastic change. We need the drastic change to get through this. You need a drastic change if you want to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Uh,
1: there are no easy ways in life. I'm just going to bring that because I was actually uh, uh, thinking of a podcast topic for later on. Uh, life is not supposed to be easy, guys and girls. It is not supposed to be easy. Anything, And you've heard the the phrases before you've heard the motivational quotes for anything worth having in life is not easy to achieve for the most part that's pretty true right so i'll leave it at that because i do want to get into that on a later topic but i think that's a good spot to end it unless you have anything else to add no sounds good to me awesome guys all right thanks for joining in uh again we're going to be doing a bit more of these in the quarantine because we have time to now uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this if you liked please leave a like please leave a comment and subscribe i will see you next week all right yeah wash your hands bye guys